My name is Kyle Willis, and this is Marketing from the Roosevelt Room. Welcome back to a new episode of Marketing from the Roosevelt Room. Glad to have you here. I'm very excited to welcome a guest who has become a new friend of mine that is, I don't use the word expert lightly, but as I've listened and watched how Zachary Babcock has mastered the art of podcasting, and I use the word art very intentionally. He's brought a beauty to what is what what has become quite popular in marketing today of podcasting. And Zachary has a real art and a science to knowing what works, what doesn't. Uh, and I think he's he's the only person I've seen be able to bring such fast growth and a guarantee to his clients of being able to get them into iTunes uh, top 200 that I don't see anyone else offering. So Zachary, I'm stoked to have you here, man, and what we're gonna be digging into about building authority and authenticity through podcasting. Woo, man, that was a heck of an intro. Thank you so much, brother. I am, I'm honored to be here on this show, man. I'm ready to rip, man. Thank you so much, bro. <laughs> Thanks, man. Well, here's, here's where I love to begin. I think, you know, podcasting is where you're making a name for yourself and you've really brought a, an expertise there. But your story doesn't start with podcasting. And I love to, I love to begin by just having our, our audience understand a little of who is Zachary Babcock. What, where, did your, where did your journey begin before you even got into marketing that led you to this place of, all right, I need to find a way to provide for my family and discover a new way to build authority for my voice? Man, that's a really great question, really powerful. And I feel like it's really important, you know, to be able to connect those dots and build that relationship, man. Um, dude, I was a knucklehead growing up. <laughs> and, when I, <laughs> and when I say knucklehead, I, I, I mean it. And I think we all, we all are growing up. Uh, and I definitely got caught for all the things that a lot of people probably didn't get caught for. And I, yeah. and I probably did take it overboard, man. But like to give you a little, I'm going to unpack it as uh, in condensed form as much sure, as possible. Sure. But I grew up without a father figure. He died when I was seven. My mother never remarried. I looked up to all the wrong male role models growing up. Um, and I started smoking weed when I was nine years old. Um, and then I caught some cases at 17 because I was just a, a young punk teenager uh, trying to, you know, do stuff to fit in with the cool kids. Sure. And, and we went out and uh, we got, I caught some cases. I caught uh, four felonies. Wow. Uh, burglary first, stealing over uh, 500, two counts of those, and a stealing of a motor vehicle. And it was just being stupid. We were, we were robbing uh, cars that were left unopened, and then we'd hit the garage door openers and take whatever was in the garage. If they, were, if they were, uh, didn't come, we would drive off, and if they didn't close the garage door, we'd come back and raid it. Um, and it was, just, it was stupid. And um, so I thought that my life was over. I started using hardcore drugs. Bro, I went off the deep end. I thought that I was going to spend the rest of my life in prison. I became a crackhead picking crack crumbs off of uh, the carpet in motels. Became wow. a heroin junkie dude plunging needles into my arm, like going completely off the deep end. No hope, none of that. And I ended up going to prison for uh, four years flat on a, on a seven-year sentence. And, uh, man, during that time, that's a lot to unpack. There's a lot of yeah. crazy. yeah. yeah. There's a lot of crazy stories of adversity of overcoming that in, in, in and of itself, but I won't go too deep in that for the sake of the time here today. But 
I came home when I was night. Uh, I went in when I was 19, came home when I was 23. I didn't want to go back. I, I always had good intentions, had a good heart and, and enjoyed people. Yeah. I, uh, got into, uh, uh, being a cook at a bar and grill working 40, 60 hours a week, uh, consistently. And then I was shopping at this clothing store that I, that I liked. I got hired there. Uh, and then I sold 3000, the whole store did 9,000 and they gave me a promotion right away. Uh, in, in my third day there and I'm excited. I'm like, yes, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm, I'm putting this behind me. I'm moving forward. I'm, I, I'm, I'm finally putting the prison and all that stuff behind me. And I'm, 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 I'm in a job that I love in sales that I've always thrived in. I love people. I get to work with people. This is awesome. And uh, two days after I put in my two weeks at the bar and grill where I had some stability, I got a phone call and they said, Mr. Babcock, uh, we found out you're a convicted felon. You got to kick rocks. Oh, and, uh, yeah, dude. So instead of keeping my chin up and uh, search for other opportunity, I felt my world crumble and I'm like, yeah. man, I'm like, my past is always going to come back and haunt me. It's worthless for me to even try, blah, 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 blah. And I threw a pity party and um, I became an alcoholic, a raging alcoholic. And um, I ended up catching a DWI and I went back to prison uh, just 20 days before my twin sons were born. Wow. And uh, dude, Kyle, that was, uh, I can't even put into words how I felt, but I felt big enough to sit on a penny and swing my feet from it. It was the most pain. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I've heard that analogy yet. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty low. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it was the worst pain I've ever felt in my life, but it was also the best thing that could ever happen to me. Sure. I made a decision right there. I said, I don't care what it takes. I'm doing whatever it takes to get back home to be the father that I never had growing up and, uh, to be uh, happy and successful. Didn't know what none of that looked like. But I had my had my reasons why. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I had strong reasons why. And uh, long story, man, I came home eight months later. I got into network marketing because I couldn't get a job anywhere. And at the time, bro, I didn't even know what network marketing was. So you, <laughs> you couldn't scare me off with the word pyramid scheme at the yeah. time. <laughs> uh, Welcome to every Ponzi out there. <laughs> no doubt, dude. Uh, I, I did that. I did it for about two years. I built a $2,000 a month residual income, almost $2,000, not rich or nothing, but that was like a game changer for a guy like me coming sure. home from prison. Sure. And, uh, but it wasn't my thing. And I learned how not to network by doing that. Cause I yeah. was taught, I was taught, you know, just blow up people trying to sell them on your product or opportunity. If they weren't just keep it moving. And I'm grateful for that experience because it showed me how not to network. And then I moved on long story short, moved in. I, I, I cut the cord from that and got into life coaching didn't make a single dime life coaching or help a single person. Cause my messaging was, I didn't know anything about marketing. I'm yeah. like saying things, I can help you live a better life or I can help you step into your potential. <laughs> 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 Shit like that, man. Yeah. It was, it was, it's all over the board, dude. And it, so, and so tell me then as, as you got out of life coaching, what was it that you started seeing of man, there, there's something more. What is it before we get into podcast? What is it that you, you know, you talk about your, your message and your offer when you looked at yourself and you said, man, I feel I have a message, but I need to know who to offer it to. What was that process like to then bring that to market, but make that a foundation for who you are? Yeah, dude. And that's, a, this is such a huge critical piece of the story. And I feel like it's so impactful for people. Cause yeah, I mean, do you, you, you I know you got to see it. Like I, I see it all the time. And I used to be this guy where you see on social media and people saying like, I'll help you build a killer brand yet. They have no influence with their market and they are make they're broke and they're trying to teach you how to do something that they haven't achieved themselves. Well, yeah. 
Dude, I went there, man. I, 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 I kept on hearing like nobody's going to pay you for life coaching. Entrepreneurs want to know how to make money. I was like, okay, I'll move into business coaching. I got the Expert Secrets book by Russell Brunson and started uh, de devouring marketing, learning everything I could about it because uh, I love psychology, marketing, business. And yeah. I just became a total geek about it. And um, bro, I, I started teaching business coaching and here I am broke broke as a joke and uh, not making any money in my business. And I'm sitting here trying because I wanted to be successful so yeah. bad. And because I knew that I could help people, but I'm sitting here trying to skip steps that just can't be skipped. Mm, that's good. And, yeah, man. And, uh, and, and during this process, I, uh, through the, through the funnel hacks course that I was going through in Russell Brunson, I remember him talking about this guy that, uh, one of his students, he said, like the dude was trying to get in, nobody gave him the time of day. Everybody was writing him off. And then he launched a podcast and became, uh, everybody wanted to do business with him. Everybody wanted to get on a show afterwards and, uh, and build up his credibility and influence. And I was at the time I'm sitting there like, that's exactly how I feel. Here I am. I can't, I'm trying to collaborate. Anytime I try to collaborate with anybody, uh, I, I'm just this ex-convict turned entrepreneur afterthought that nobody gave any time <laughs> <laughs> for real. And uh, I, I kept going through that. And so I launched my podcast and became a top 200 rated podcast in the first week. And instantly, just like that guy's story, the next week I'm interviewing Billy Gina's marketing on my show. And then I'm interviewing wow. Cole Hatter with Thrive and all these celebrities and professional athletes and industry leaders. And, and then that's building my credibility. And then I'm getting offered speaking opportunities. And then I'm doing affiliate, building my affiliate income through the podcast. And all this crazy stuff is happening. I'm like, wow. And the, the message, though, that I really want to deliver home here is that I, I teamed up with a guy that had a program that had, uh, we were teaching lead gen, customer acquisition, and scaling a business. And it had 20 million in revenues and over a thousand successful graduates. We repurposed this program and put it out there. And I was the face of it. We're bringing people in, yet here I am feeling like a total fraud, a total mm. maggot, a uh, 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 parasite, because I'm sitting here trying to achieve. I, I, I have never scaled a business at this point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm sitting here trying to achieve what I'm teaching by teaching it and it was just yeah. it was ass backwards bro and uh yeah. and it, it, i just it didn't align with my integrity and my values and it was hard to do the, oh my god this was so hard to do it at the time bro but i put a post out there and i called myself out and i said hey look guys i've been doing this even though this program has all this you know success students and all this shit whatever i still haven't done it myself and that's yeah. not right and i can't do it uh, so I'm stepping away, guys, and I'm going to continue blowing up my podcast. I'm going to continue working, building my affiliate income and doing speaking. And I'm going to figure out what that problem is that I can solve, that I can guarantee a result on, and I'll come back to the marketplace when I'm ready. Wow. That, it was so hard to do that, bro, but because, you know, we all want to be successful so bad, and we don't want to look like we're taking a step back, and we want to be perceived as, a, you know, position ourselves right, and yeah, you got to do all that, but there comes a point when fake it till you make it is just flat out scamming people, and I hate yeah. to fake it. Yep. Yeah, it, it, was, it was crazy, bro, but it turned out to be the best thing I ever did. Here's what I love when I'm hearing and you say that. You had to go through two battles of authenticity. And as we're talking here today about building authenticity through podcasting, you first had to discover for yourself who is Zachary Babcock as 
uh, entrepreneur. I was a father figure. You talked about, you know, uh, having to go back to prison right before the birth of your twins and discover really what matters to you. What do you, what is your values, your that uh, unalienable truths that you cannot deny. And as you discovered what that foundation was, able to say, this is the rock in which I'll build the rest of my life on. And then as you get into this new business, I love your willingness to call yourself out on that and the risk that must have taken, the fear that must have been there, but to step out and say, look, because the challenge I have with, I mean, I love Russell Brunson and all, all that goes on there. The challenge I have with all those courses is they can very easily turn marketers into the used car salesmen of our generation. I took a course and therefore I know how to run a social media agency. I took a course and now I can build websites. And I see, unfortunately, so many businesses getting burned by, oh, I signed up for this company and they didn't really know what they were doing. And you had to start off by discovering what is it I know to be true about myself that I cannot fake it. And I got to, I'm going to build on that foundational principle as someone wanting to get into podcasts as someone who's wanting to build that authenticity for their voice. What questions would you encourage someone to ask of themselves to say, I don't want to fake it on my podcast. So therefore I, if I'm going to start this, I should be able to answer the, this about myself, about what I bring to the table, my expertise or whatever it might be. Where should someone begin by saying is podcast even right for me? Yeah, man, I, that's such a powerful question. And what I walk through every, each and every one of my students is I hit on everybody's, you know, they, they want the, the, um, the ninja, tr the marketing ninja tricks of the podcast and ranking in the top 200, which those are awesome. And those are great. And they, and it builds a lot of positioning credibility with your podcast, but the main, the most important piece of it all is what I call the four W's of long-term podcasting mm -hmm. success. And this is by far the most important piece. It's probably the least sexiest piece <laughs> to it, <laughs> but it is by far the best. And yeah. if, you, if you don't have this dialed in, you're not going to have long-term podcasting success. And it has a lot to do with what you just asked about yourself and who it, what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish with your podcast uh, long-term because this is a long-term game. Yeah. And, and if you don't mind, it's all right if I go through those four. Dozen. I would love to hear that. Yeah. I think that's paramount. Absolutely, bro. So, so first and foremost, Ask yourself, you have to hit on the what. What is your podcast about? What the fuck is it about? Obviously, if you don't, if you, yeah. it's all about communication, if you can't clearly communicate what is your podcast about in one sentence or fewer, then you don't, you're not, you're missing the mark. And communication is key. It's just like in baseball, if a bad throw in baseball will cost you a couple runs or potentially cost you the game. It's the same way. So like in, uh, in your podcast, you're going to articulate this. What is your podcast about throughout the, the show title, the show description, your intro and outro topics that you discuss on the podcast. And the key here is like when a lot of people that they'll search a keyword and they'll land on your podcast on iTunes. And if, what are they going to do first? Well, first they're going to look at the, the, the cover art and see if they want, you know, if that's enticing enough to check you out further yeah. and then the title, and then they're going to read the show description before they even listen to a podcast if they don't know you. Right. And when they do that, if you can't communicate what it is that your podcast is about and, 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 and it doesn't resonate with them, then you drop the ball. And that person could have ended up being a raving fan that goes and tells all their friends about your podcast and shares it and brings you so many listeners and potential customers to your brand, but you just missed out because you weren't able to communicate what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, it is, man. Definitely. And, uh, 
And then, and then, then you move on to the who, you know, obviously if you don't know who your audience is, you're speaking into a microphone full of air and there's somebody, <laughs> there's somebody on the other side. And, uh, you know, to, to, to make this simple, like in business, you know, you create your customer avatar, your uh, perfect uh, customer archetype or whatever. It's a lot like that. Um, you know, so like for an example, e-commerce, uh, you might be selling expensive pins to people or, um, you know, expensive coffee mugs. So you might have multiple audiences and you might not necessarily have to be the face of it. You could just be running advertisements to these products to the specific audience that you that you uh, map out that would be a, that, that are that are in the market for what you have to offer. Well, it's a lot like that in podcasting. However, it is slightly different. In podcasting, you are the face, the voice of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. So pe people are coming to tune in because of you. They don't necessarily have to like you, uh, but they want to hear <laughs> <laughs> they want to hear your thoughts and opinions and beliefs and perspectives on things. That's the reason why they're tuning into yeah. your show. Like Howard Stern, Russell Brunson used that same terminology. Uh, it, it's a great terminology I use for this because he's in radio, obviously, and, and podcasting and stuff. Half the people hate the dude, half the people love him, but all the eyeballs are on him. Same in podcasts. Yeah. They're, t they're tuning in for you, man. So let's say what I recommend all my students is to make your audience because if you make out a customer avatar in, in business, like Walmarts, they can make out customer avatars that aren't necessarily them. Okay, I get it. But if you're making a personal brand, you can't make out this customer avatar that doesn't fit you and then you're trying to be the person for that avatar because then it doesn't align. And then it doesn't resonate. You can't fake yep. that. You know, you've yep. got to be able to be real and be yourself. So make your audience who you were yesterday. If you got a podcast, let's go back to the e-commerce example. If you got a podcast and you're talking about e-commerce, okay, great. Obviously, you're passionate about e-commerce and you're probably in e-commerce and you're probably on your podcast teaching what you know about e-commerce and what you're learning and you're building your brand as the expert and the guy in e-commerce. And so your audience would be who you were yesterday and to share. And I say that on my show, man, hey, I don't have all the answers, but I'm willing to stick my neck on the line and go find them and share everything yeah. I learned in the process. Yeah. So I, I expanded on that who because it's really, you know, important, but uh, dial in who it is that, you're, that, you're, that your audience is. And then next is where are you taking them? All right, you got to be able to articulate a, a future that they desire for one, they have to desire and that they have faith in. Because people that have fear in the future, they're paralyzed and they don't take action. But if you can offer them a future that they have faith in, it renders them perceptive to change. And so you got to articulate the mission of where your podcast is taking them. By, by tuning into this podcast, I'm going to take you from point A to point B. And we're going to go through this together and figure it out. And by, by implementing the, whatever we teach in this podcast, this is what you're going to get. Yeah. And, and then, um, and that's pretty cut and dry and uh, simple. Uh, and then finally, why? Why should they listen to you? And this yeah. is a bit, this is a big one, bro. Because obviously, you know what what makes you different, unique, and stuff. And obviously, you're yourself. So everybody is created uniquely different. But that that's not enough. And so to go back to to have uh, some uh, flow here to the e-commerce example, there's hundreds, if not millions, or millions, hundreds, if not thousands of uh, e-commerce podcasts out there. Sure. So what I have what I have everybody do is make a list of 10 of the top 10 e-commerce podcasts out there. Boom. Now you have that list and those are, you know, you can invite them on your show and go on their show, whatever. That's cool. But more importantly, list out what separates yourself from these other podcasts. You got to come at it from a unique, diff, uh, different angle. And I hit on this in the very first sentence of my show description. It says from living with convicted felons for over five years of my life to rubbing elbows with multimillionaires every day. 
I'm Zachary Babcock and a student of marketing psychology and business with a broad perspective from both extremes of life. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's unique. And that's like, that, that separates me different from any other podcast in my, in, in my space. Right. Because uh, most people haven't went through prison, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so for you, for listening in, you know, obviously you might've not went to prison. That's okay. There's something uniquely different about you that can separate yourself. And it doesn't even have to be like some unique experience. You might just be like an average person. You might think that in your head. Well, you might be really good at injecting humor throughout your entire podcast versus all the other podcasts that you listed out are really cut and dry and professional and just like whatever. And sure. now, you're, now you're educating and entertaining throughout each and every one of your episodes. Or you might be very polarizing on the topic. You know, there's some way to find that you can come at it from a unique, unique angle and you have to do that to stand out. Uh, I know it's a long-winded answer, but the no, more, no. that's the most important key for your podcast success. Well, it's hot about what you just gave me is it's, it's the blueprint for where to begin. You know, when I think of anyone who's listening that's either currently has a podcast or considering building one out, it's I got to be able to sit down and write out my, my what, my who, my where, my why. And what's foundational to us here at Marketing from the Roosevelt Room is that we really believe that there is a right method and a mindset to marketing that works. If you don't have that right method or mindset, you're just wasting your time and money and you gave us the method there of how to build out the foundation to a podcast so that's huge just thank you 100 percent, brother but let, let me play devil's advocate for a minute because this is something that i wrestled with heavily before i started my podcast and it's this question in fact when i even when i did start mine and share with other entrepreneurs what i'm doing why i'm doing it this question of is podcasts a fad is it a trend and it seems that there's so many podcasts that are popping up these days um that you know the one of the first questions i got asked is dude that's just that's just the next qr code why are you spending your time on qr on the qr codes of 2019 and and i'd love to hear from you and your expertise and we'll, we'll get you know to highlight some of your accolades in a moment but what is the sticking power of podcasts that you'd say is worth someone spending their time investing it to build that authority behind their voice. Yeah, absolutely. I love this question, bro. So um, in 2018 alone, there was a massive, massive uh, increase in, in podcasts that were put out there and listenership. And like you said, everybody's jumping to podcasts right now. It's, we're in the gold. We are right now in the golden age of podcasting. It's yeah. like blowing up, even though it's been around for like sure. since two, 2004 what whatnot um ever since the year 2014 since apple launched the uh podcast app on the iphone there's been steady increase year by year by year but 2018 was such a massive dr- jump uh from pod people that listen to podcasts once a week or multiple times a week it was uh went from 15 percent to 23 percent. that's a 50 percent relative jump this is per edison research and that's a 50 percent relative jump mm. uh which accumulates into 20 million more people that listen actively listen to podcasts at least once a week or a few times a week and now let's also dive into like you know some people will claim uh, and, and this is really popular opinion that our attention span is down to eight seconds or less. <laughs> um, you know, you got a good consumption right as of the time of this recording, a good consumption uh, rate on YouTube is around 50% and Facebook watch videos. The average view time is 23 seconds. Wow. How, however, in podcasts, bro, it's completely different. 
87% of people that listen to podcasts, they either listen to the entire episode or most of it. And that's despite the fact, like going back to Joe Rogan, they have podcasts that are three plus hours <laughs> long. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and listening to this podcast right now, you probably feel like a fly on the wall and that you're a part of this intimate conversation. That's a lot of attention that's being paid to your brand. You're able to really build that deep, meaningful relationship with your audience. People are able to turn their phone or uh, click their phone off and put you in their pocket while they're driving or while they're working out or whatever it is that they're doing uh, versus video. They have to watch it and stuff on their phone. So it's, the e it's easily consumable and they feel a part of that conversation. Um, and that's why it's, it's just fucking blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> so here's where I love, and I, I, you know, I'll be so blunt to say, I welcome you to sell yourself here. Uh, I think you're, you're a humble guy that I know you're not, uh, what you offer, there's, there's real value and in, in background to it. But one of the things that really attracted to me when we first started talking was just seeing, you know, when I get into some of these big Facebook groups for entrepreneurs and people talk about podcasts, the number one recommendation is always talk to Zachary Babcock. He's the man who's crushing it. He's the man who knows what's working. As I started following you, was pretty blown away um, by guarantee you offer in your done for you service of producing podcasts and helping market podcasts where you're seeing on average uh, your clients hit iTunes top 200 within their first five weeks. And that's, that's bold guarantee. That's pretty hot. So what I'd love to know in that type of offer, first, sell yourself. Tell us about what you do, what you offer in that done for you service. But then love to have a segue there to know what have you learned about what's made that work for you and be able to offer that type of guarantee. What have you learned that you're willing to share on what helps a new podcast climb the charts? Yeah, 100%. I love this question too. And uh, real quick too about that, about that guarantee that I make. So I do that because what I learned, um, too many people make soft offers. And what I mean by soft offers, all the life coaches, I'll help you live a better life, <laughs> help you achieve your dreams. And versus a hard offer where I'll help you get specific result and specific time fully guaranteed. Wow. Boom. That's more enticing. You're, you know, it's like it's solving a specific problem that you are willing to pay for and that in a specific time. And that those when I started doing that, that's when I started taking off with, with my brand. Um, but yeah, man. So with podcasting, so I offer that um, that top 200 on iTunes in five weeks or less because I know it's like a sexy object that a lot of people want. And it's really important. It's really awesome because you could take that and leverage it and get uh, do just like I did and all my students do and leverage that to get celebrities on your show. And it builds your positioning and authority in your market and you become the man uh, wherever, whatever space that you're in. Yeah. Um, and what's cool about that, every single person that's launched with me. So I like to under promise and over deliver yeah. every single person's hit it in 48 hours or less. But wow. here's, Here's how you do it though, man. It's, it's literally, everybody thinks that you need to know, um, you need to know like the person on the inside of Apple or you got to have the special connection or you got to be a celebrity or you got to have such a huge audience already and all this stuff like, dude, no, you don't need to have a huge audience. You don't need to be a celebrity. You don't need to have some special connections. None of that matters. These are the only four metrics that matter at any given point of time on iTunes. We're specifically talking about iTunes. And that is reviews, 
ratings, subscribers, and downloads in that order. Reviews is the, the, the holy grail, ratings is second, subscribers, and then downloads. Those are like the point system, as you would say. Got and it, that's, got it. That's how you rank. And so in the first week of our first week, first eight weeks of iTunes, iTunes will favor you. That's how we met up. I seen you on new and noteworthy and I shot yeah. you a message and uh, uh, talking about a podcast interview swap and um, you iTunes will put you in new and noteworthy in the first eight weeks and they'll also favor you so you can easily break into the top 200 by getting reviews, ratings, subscribers, and downloads. That's it. And, um, and when they push you in there, you're not going to stay there for very long. You take that screenshot, you capture the proof because you now are a top 200 rated podcast that's been on new and noteworthy and all that good stuff. Um, and you leverage that. And, um, and the reason why you're not going to stay there is because the people that are in the top 200 that have been doing it for years have thousands and millions of downloads. So you're going to fall back out of the, the rankings and that's okay because you still have the title. You've achieved that. Now you can leverage that and then you continue to build your podcast and get the downloads up and reviews, ratings, and subscribers over time. Yeah, got it. Okay. So what I'd love to know then, you know, when we talk about, okay, there's, a, there's the reality that there may be fallout that way you're able to grow reviews, ratings, uh, and, and start there. What would you recommend for someone who maybe listening that's already started their podcast or they're getting going with it now, but they're saying, I want to build that sticking power. I want to build a greater following. What are two to three things that they could do to, to try to boost that presence, boost that authority and credibility for themselves if they've already, already been around and have 10 to 50 episodes? Yeah, man, absolutely. So, uh, and there's a, it won't even be able to cover all of them. <laughs> uh, I have a f five week program that I go through all of this uh, stuff. Okay. But, but uh, I'm going to give you the best. So one of the best ways uh, to grow your podcast. So you want to, you want to focus on growth here. And that is exactly what I did with you. And what did I do with you? I seen you on new and noteworthy people on new and noteworthy. They're really pumped and excited about their show. You didn't even know you were on new and noteworthy at the time. Dude. That was, that was crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you thanks for sharing that with me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I didn't, I didn't know a lot about uh, the whole podcasting when I got in, got into it as well. Um, but when you, uh, when you guest podcast, Seth Godin is quoted by saying this. He said, guest podcasting is a new guest blogging. We get when blogging was a new thing, everybody was doing the guest blogging. That's how they built their blogs. Same with podcasting. People, it's a proof of concept. People that listen to that podcast are proof of concept that they listen to podcasts, that they like podcasts. And if you go do a killer interview on another podcast, if they like you and you did a killer interview, they'll translate and come on over and check out your show. So that's, oh. that's, that's one of them. There's tons of different ways of being able to, uh, to hack audiences or to, you know, to get more listenership and, and, and promoting on social media is, Guys, it should be your last focus. You should do it. <laughs> you should do it. But people on social media already know that you have a podcast. And yeah, I get it. Some people need to be prodded like seven times or whatever the thing is uh, before they actually take action. And, you know, they need to consistently see it. So that's why you should post on there. And yeah, I get it that you get new followers. So that's why you should post on social media. But that should be your last focus in, as far as marketing uh, your podcast goes. Well, that's good. That's that segue to what you spoke earlier about your four W's as to starting a podcast, your why, if it's just, you know, if it's just because you want the downloads and you just want the followers, that may be sufficient, but there's, to me, there, I believe there's got to be more to it. I believe there's got to be that aspect of, you know, for, for marketing from Roosevelt, one of my whys is that I want to, I want 
to have that responsibility to build and, and accountability to build authenticity in my own voice. I know I have something to offer. I know that the, the listeners I have here, I want to build that relationship with and having that podcast is my accountability to say, Kyle, let's 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 get something out here let's let's get your voice heard let's connect let's connect with some experts and influencer out there who are doing great things like here we are today talking podcasts um but my why well, I, I care less how many downloads i have sure i love all those metrics and want to op- uh, look into that for more but i think you know when I, when I come to my why it's man it's more than anything about authenticity and and building uh, the accountability to say just stick with it. Amen, dude. Absolutely. That why, and, and that plays right along in with that where too of where you're taking your people to yeah. Yeah. what you want to do, man. It's, yeah. it's powerful shit right there. So about other, I guess it relates to that where as well, when it comes to that where, when it comes to uh, what podcasting could also be used for, and you've talked a lot today about authenticity, uh, about building authority for your voice. Get, do you see is and I don't have an answer. This is a genuine question. I want your input on um, that podcast can be used for things like lead gen to build a business, or is it more of lead gen as a byproduct once you've built that authority and authenticity? Perfect question, bro. And so a lot of people get in the podcast. They don't know how to uh, uh, build their business, monetize it, grow, grow, you know, lead gen through it. And, what I say is from the very get go, you should be treating every single episode like a business and you can, and there's different types of episodes that you treat it for different ways. Like you can monetize it through affiliates, through certain episodes by interviewing uh, specific like founders of certain companies and having an affiliate link and getting a promo code. Or you can, um, what one, even like when you're doing your solo episodes, uh, like for instance, right now uh, we're currently doing, uh, I, I started this uh, segment on my show called One Thought Wednesday, and it started by, I read this book, The One Thing by Gary Keller, and it's such a kick-ass book, man. It really got me to focus, and uh, that's what inspired the whole One Thought Wednesday, where we go on one topic and go on a tangent. It could be anywhere from two minutes to 20 minutes to 30 minutes, however long I feel like talking, but sure. we're going to go deep on one thing. And so what I do, though, is now we're, now we're going through each chapter of the book. Oh, cool. I, and I create a content upgrade at the end of it. And what I mean is I spend less than five minutes to 15 minutes and I create like a little PDF or it could be a video training, but it shouldn't take you long at all, but a quick content upgrade, you go through and give that specific actionable advice. And then at the end of it, uh, you have that PDF or whatever and be like, Hey guys, I got the summary right here. We already know we got to do X to get to here. And then we got to do Y to get to here. Boom, 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 boom. List it all out. If you guys want a printable download of this and you could stick it on your screensaver on your phone or whatever as a constant reminder or whatever it is that you're giving away, go yeah. here at blah, 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 blah.com forward slash download. And then boom, people are going and they're downloading your thing and you let them know that, Hey, I'm going to be sending you updates of all the podcasts and anything else I got going on. And now you building your email list as a lead gen source in yeah. the process. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That's a, having those calls to action are huge because then it carries that relationship beyond that initial listening. Mm-hmm. But one thing I let to, to wrap up when it comes to these tips. I think you've given us a lot of very practical insights for those who are wanting to get started with podcasts, already have a podcast going and want to know how to take it to the next level. 
as a, a benefit to both audiences, whatever side they, the, of the camp they fall on, just getting started uh, or already exist, want to get started or already existing, what are mistakes that you see podcasters make that you'd say avoid? Do not do either one, two, three things that you're saying this is what will hurt from either iTunes showing you or just hurt your listeners that people need to improve on. The biggest mistake that I see people make that you did not make right out the gate, which was really smart on your end, which I ended up making the mistake myself, though, is they, and I get it in the beginning, you may not have, I don't know, but you're trying to produce everything yourself. And dude, it, there's a lot that goes into producing a podcast. I'm not going to sit here and act like, oh, it's easy, bro. No, <laughs> sure. It's not. It takes up time, especially if you're doing every single thing. Like, think about it. You got to record the episode. Then you got to edit the episode. Then you got to publish it on your hosting site, uh, a hosting service. Then you got to make the show notes and post them on your website. Then you got to make the pre-promotional written email. Then you got to make the social media sharing images and all this stuff that goes into it. And you could go on and on and on, right? That eats up a lot of time. And so you don't need to be producing your show. You should be recording and then having a team that produces it for you. Yeah. And what you've done right out the gate, which was really smart. I didn't do that for so long. And, and since I've built my media company, now I have people producing my podcast, I'm able to focus more on marketing the show. Because if you're spending all the time producing, you don't have all the time to go and do all the podcast guests, guests, guest podcasting and all the different ways to grow and market your uh, podcast. You're stuck doing that. So that's definitely key mistake. Number one. And then also if I could go back and do it again, um, I would have not focused. I thought, and everybody thinks this, I would have not I, to market your podcast posting on social media that eats up so much of your time, make one post about it. Yeah. But dude, I would have gotten to, to guess uh, podcasting right out the gate. I just started picking that up this year. My podcast has grown tremendously from it. Hmm, that's huge. So let's, let's wrap up then with, with, you know, your two points there. One, let's start off with, you talk about guest posting, give us how a recommendation of how how you can reach out to get those guest posts, either people on your show or you get on someone else's show. And then I love as our, our final segue, your first point about, and that you don't have to do this all yourself. And man, I wholeheartedly agree with you. When I, that was one of the things that kept me out of getting podcasts earlier was that time investment it was going to take to produce this show. And then knowing that there's experts out there who have built the fast track to get this done, do it with excellence. As we talked earlier, you getting your clients, your, your students into iTunes top 200 in their first five weeks or less. How can people learn more about that from you and know know about your course, know about your done for you service? If they say, "Man, I want to get in a podcast, but I don't want to have to do all the, the legwork; I just want to hit play and and record." So, two questions there: reaching out, getting people on your show, and you on other shows, and then end with telling me how people can connect with you to follow up to know more of this done for you or, or courses that you offer. Sweet, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, dude. So um, the best way that, I mean, there's a bunch of different ways, but to go back to my network marketing experience, I learned the way not to network. <laughs> and that's why I'm so grateful for that experience, man. And so like with you, for an example, um, I, a great place to start 
uh, especially if you're not like crushing it in podcasting is to hit up the new and noteworthy section on iTunes and find shows that align with your show. Like I scoped you out and figured out, Hey, this would make sense for me to get on his show and he would be a great fit for my show. And so boom, I make the, make the connection there that aligns and then reach out to that person. Uh, I went and searched for you on Facebook first. Uh, if I can connect with you there, that's like my spot where I hang out at. So I wanted to connect with you there. Yours might be different. Um, but uh, I was able to find you on there. If I wouldn't have, I would have looked at your website on the uh, on on iTunes because it links to that, and I would have yeah. sent, you, sent you an email. But um, so I connected with you on on, on Facebook, and then I just I I sent a voice message because I feel like that's more personal. And here's the deal, man: just genuinely connect with somebody, and 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 don't like. So for I'll just do like a off the top ahead of how 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 I would do it, but like. Yo, Kyle, what's going on, man? I just seen your podcast on New and Noteworthy. Congratulations, dude. Podcasting has been the shit for me. It's completely changed my life, and it looks like you're absolutely crushing it, and congratulations, man. Hey, dude, I would love to talk to you about doing a possible podcast interview swap. I know that's one of the best ways to grow your podcast. If that's something you're looking to do as well, dude, let's hop on a call and talk and see if it's a good fit. If that's not something you're looking to do at the time, no worries, man, no pressure. It's good to be connected with you, and I hope to collaborate in the future. Like that's being genuine. You're stating the desire of what yeah. you want to do and you're not making it, you're giving yeah. them an out. Cause if you didn't want to do it, you could, you know, like, Oh, I could say, no, I don't want to do it. He's not going to bug me about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, that's super practical and so easy. So relational. I think that's when, when I got your message, that deal of, Oh, that's cool to know. Cause I've been navigating these waters a lot on my own. And so to know that there's someone out there who's ahead of me that can say, yeah, Kyle, here's some things you're doing really well. Here's some areas to improve on. You want to grow it. Let me give you a few tips. Hence what brought us here today. It's crazy, right? It's pretty awesome, man. And see, like in my intention, my only intention when I reached out to you was to do a podcast interview swap and to build a relationship with you. And then here we are, dude, it's, it's turned into more, you know? So it's yeah. like, you're like legit in by offering them to come on your show at the same time, you're giving them value. It's an equal value exchange. And it's a great way to build a solid relationship. And so tell us then, you know, for like, like we were talking about, so much work goes into the production of the podcast, but that weight can be taken off their plate. And then as well, marketing the podcast. Cause I know that's something that I've, when I think about my time, like I need help with that. I don't know where to begin or just want to put the time investment into that. If someone's in that similar place where they need help, they need to know how to grow their podcast or they just need someone to do it for them. What is it you offer? And how can they follow up with you on that? 100% bro. Yeah, dude. So uh, whether you're launching a podcast or already have a podcast existing, uh, we offer where we do a complete relaunch if you have one existing where we can get you on the top 200 iTunes because I mentioned that you had that eight weeks grace period where you're really going to get pushed up there. But we also offer services for people that are already podcasting where we can get you back up in there through the marketing aspect of it uh, that don't want to let go of what they already have out there. But yeah, man, we walk you through everything you need to know as far as uh, the equipment, software, hosting service setup, everything, uh, how often to podcast, what types of content you should make. We build out a content calendar for a whole entire year that takes up a few hours of your time to build. Um, we take all the stress off as far as uh, build, like doing the podcast. We offer one month of the done for you service with options to lock it in for a year so you don't have to focus and, yeah. and stress out about all that. Um, but yeah, man, uh, you, you know, and that's cool. And if you want to check that out, that's awesome. But man, I'm really just uh, real passionate about podcasting. 
And uh, if you enjoyed this interview, man, I'd love for you to come check out Underdog Empowerment as well. Um, I'm on all the platforms that you can think of as far as uh, what you listen to podcasts on. So you can check it out there if you're on it right now. Or just to make it easy for you, you can go to underdogempowerment.com. I have it all on the first page for you to easily subscribe. And cool. if you want to talk about you know, the podcast stuff, you, know, you can always hit me up there. I have my social media channels on there as well. But I just love talking about podcasts, bro. I'm honored that you get – you give us this time, you know, it's, it's been very practical, very insightful from our four W's. We had some method there. We had some real insights to what's working, what's not working, how you've been able to not only grow your own and bring celebrities and high successful people on, but what you're seeing work for others as well. So Zachary, thank you so much for being able to jump in here and share those insights with us today. Dude, thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. Can't wait to have you on the show as well, brother. Thank you so much, man. Have a great day, guys. Hey, I want to thank you very much for joining us for this episode of Marketing from the Roosevelt Room. I know you have a lot of options on what podcasts you can listen to, so thank you sincerely for taking the time to join us for this one. If you have enjoyed this conversation, we'd love to keep it going in our Facebook group, Marketing from the Roosevelt Room with Kyle Willis. In that, we have live video, Q&A, and create more of a dialogue. We'd love to keep the conversation going, so please join us on Facebook. Otherwise, look forward to catching you on our next episode. Have a great day.